0: An original presentation from America's premier audio theater group, Seeing
1: Ear Theater.
2: Damn Martian atmosphere!
3: Put your breathing filter on, Yamagata, and come on! Oh yeah!
2: Oh,
3: it's this way. in the street of those who prepare nourishment in
2: ovens. I've never been in this part of the old city, Inspector Gregg.
3: Oh, not much call for us earthmen to come down here. Martians may trade with us, but they do resent us all the same.
2: Well, I can't say I'm too fond of the feathered beasts. The noises they make, their stinginess, the way they always seem to be staring at you. Oh, they
3: do worse than stare. They varkle. Anyway, you do well enough in port-freeze from all the trading that goes through Phobos.
2: Which will all come to an end if you oh, don't Oh, here get it them.
3: is. Its nest is here at the top of this ladder. Come on, start climbing.
2: Oh. So what makes you think this Martian will help us?
3: Oh, all I say is, God help us all if he doesn't. Oh, here we are. I'll ring. <phone rings> now, don't be surprised at anything you see, Yamagada.
2: He's an odd bird. All Martians are damn birds, Inspector. Nothing surprises me. Uh, well, of course, but this Martian uh... Ah!
4: My dear Inspector Grey. Oh, hello, Sirelock.
2: But he's... he's... he's dressed like...
4: An unexpected pleasure. I haven't seen you since the adventure of the illustrious Come look Do You come in, and you too, sir. Oh, uh,
3: Sirelock, may I present Mr. Yamagada, Director of the Treaty Port on Moon Phobos. This is Sylock, the greatest private investigator on Mars.
2: But he's... he's... he's dressed like... An
4: honour, Mr. Yamagata. Sit down, gentlemen, sit down.
2: I see you are furnished with Earth chairs, uh... Mr. Sylock.
4: But of course, I have also provided an Earth atmosphere, so you may remove your filters if you wish. Oh, oh yes, <laughs> yes.
2: Oh, yes. Oh, yes, all right. All right.
4: Yes.
3: Thank you, Sylock. Y- y-
4: as you know, we Martians can adapt to many atmospheres. That's why we are able to migrate to so many planets. Now, gentlemen, some tea. Uh,
2: no, thank you. You do
4: not mind then if I do? One of your Earth customs, I have grown to it.
2: This is a very interesting room, Mr. Sylock.
4: So glad you like it, Mr. Yamagata. I have modeled it after the Earth period now is late Victorian.
2: What is that?
4: That is a relic known as a grandfather's clock.
2: A clock? But where's the digital reader? Ah, Mr. Yamagata, can we get
3: down to business?
4: I see you have come on an official, yet highly confidential matter.
3: What? My God, how did you know that?
4: my dear inspector. Your manner is most agitated, and I know nothing but a crisis of the most extraordinary kind would cause that.
2: Yes, Mr. Sylock, It's confidential, all right. This thing could blow the solar system apart. If you can solve this, you can name your own fee.
4: Indeed, Mr. Yamagata. <laughs> ah!
3: Capital T. Uh, but first, Sylock, uh, I must ask, as a Martian, how do you feel about us earthlings?
4: I have none of the traditional Martian prejudices, Inspector. It is the brain that counts, not whether it is covered by feathers or hair or bony plates.
2: That's not good enough. You know damn well. Uh, Yamagata.
3: Psylocke, you know that some Martians do resent us. We have disrupted some old ways with our trading.
4: <laughs> Trade is, on the whole, beneficial. You're fueling and machinery and, yes, would you pass me the pipe on the table that uh, I thank you, Mr. Yamagata, in exchange for our kanks and snuff? Also, we Martians are getting too stale, too insular. And of course, space travel has added a whole new dimension to criminology. It was through your Earth literature that I learned of the greatest detective in the history of the universe, one who I acknowledge as my inspiration and model.
2: That's what was bothering me. You're dressed up like Sherlock Holmes
4: and wisest human I have ever known. Of course, I did not know him, for he lived over 5,000 Earth years ago. What? what?
2: But Sherlock Holmes, he never actually... Uh, Uh,
3: Yamagata, let's stick to the business at hand, shall we? Uh, Psylocke, will you help us? Uh, And keep quiet about something that could provoke your planetary federation into kicking us off Phobos?
4: I make no promises yet, Inspector Greg.
3: Psylocke...
4: No promises, Inspector! Not until I hear the problem.
3: Oh, damn. All right, we'll have to take the chance. You know about the Martian crown jewels.
4: Brought with us when we colonized this planet 1,586 Earth years ago. They were lent to Earth for exhibits and scientific study, were they not?
3: Uh, after years of negotiation, there's no more priceless relic on all Mars.
4: So, They have been stolen? Silock! But, my dear inspector, what else can it be? Hand me my flint steel, thank <laughs> you.
1: <coughs>
4: Pray give me the details.
3: Uh,
2: Mr. Yamagata? Two days ago, an unmanned robot ship, the Jane Brackney, was coming into Phobos. I was in the tower with Technician Steinman and Romanowitz, with Technician Holliday standing by in case of emergency. Here is the security vid of what happened. You do have a viewer. But
4: of course, my dear sir, on the mantle next to the jackknife, which holds my correspondence.
2: Ah, yes. I just laid in the vid. Watch, Mr. Sylock. I know. It was just at the end of my shift. Distance, Steinman.
5: Just entering Phobos's gravitational pull, Mr. Yamagata.
0: Romanowitz velocity. <laughs> I uh, had half. <laughs> rotation starting in 30 seconds.
4: Rotation, Mr. Yamagata?
2: The robot ships begin a slow rotation, Mr. Psylocke, to get into position for the docking magnets. Watch. Who the hell? See who that is, Holiday. Right, Mr. Yamagata.
1: <laughs> Nobody allowed in here during a landing. Police. Inspector Gregg.
3: What's the matter? Nothing, I hope. But the Jane Brackney is carrying a very unusual cargo. The Martian Crown Jewels. What? (laughs) Aboard a robot ship? A robot ship, Mr. Romanowicz, is the one form of transport from which they can't be stolen. There were three attempts when they went to Earth by regular liner, and God knows how many at the British Museum. Now, my men... Are going to remove them before anyone else touches that ship and scoot them over to the old city. How much are they (laughs) worth? On Earth? Maybe half a billion UN dollars. But the smart thief would make the Martians pay to get them back. No Earth would have to, I suppose, since they are our responsibility.
2: Close the door, Holiday.
3: Why weren't we told? Secrecy, Mr. Yamagada. I didn't know myself until yesterday. They were put on the Jane secretly just before she left. So there's not a chance for any thief to know they're here until they're back safe on
2: Mars. Some people had to know, though. The loading crew back on Earth. True. And robot ships are slower than the regular liners. What is to stop one of the loading crew deciding to quit his job? Take a liner, come here and get a job, just in time to True go- again. In fact, Mr. Steinman and
3: Mr. Olliday did precisely that. Isn't that right, Mr. Steinman? Hey, 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 don't
5: look at me. Holiday and I knew about this, of course. But we were under
3: security restrictions. I haven't told the That's so. right. I'd have heard about it if you had. Gossip travels fast here. But I'm just here to see that none of you lads leave the tower till we've got the jewels. Oh, well, Holiday.
1: It's going to mean overtime. Crown jewels? If I want to get rich fast, I'll stick to prospecting for uranium. Uranium?
4: (laughs) But surely Phobos is nothing but iron and granite?
2: That's right. But everyone needs a hobby on that godforsaken moon. Please, What? Half
0: a billion dollars. You know, Inspector, I'm tempted to
2: go after the jewels myself. I wouldn't advise it, Mr. Romanovich. Stations, everybody. Here she comes. Please stand back, Inspector.
5: Trajectory 50 degrees true. Rotation complete.
0: <laughs> Velocity slowing. <laughs> Docking magnets engaged. All green. All green.
5: Docking complete.
3: Radiation check. Radiation normal. <laughs> All clear. Can I send my men out now, Mr. Yamagata?
2: Go ahead, Inspector.
3: Officer Ybarra, are you there? Ready, Inspector. Head on out. Right, Inspector. I am now climbing up the outer grid. I am approaching the hatch. Yes, I'm now entering the security code. The hatch is opening. I'm entering the ship. Here's the cargo hold and... The... Ybarra? Mr. what's the matter? Inspector, they're
5: gone.
0: The jurors are gone. What's the matter? Oh, oh, right. okay. Everybody! Why? 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 Nobody! Nobody!
2: And that's it. Nothing more helpful. Mr. Sylock. we damn near ripped that ship apart trying to find them. We took the other cargo to pieces bit by bit. Nothing.
4: Most interesting, Mr. Yamagata. Inspector
3: Gregg, is it possible the ship was boarded in transit? No. Every spaceship in the system is registered and tracked. Furthermore, imagine trying to find a speck in hundreds of millions of cubic miles and match velocities with it. No ship carries that much fuel. Besides, only the UN police and the Earth Station crew knew that the jewels were on the ship before it left. Afterwards... Oh, it was too late.
4: Again, most interesting. Hand me my demi-fiddle, there's a good chap.
3: Silot, will you stop playing that damn fiddle and listen? I've put all of Phobos on embargo. No one but Yamagada and myself has been in or out of the settlement since the theft. If this gets out, you can guess the results. Interplanetary political suicide. I suppose Earth would still have a few friends in your
2: parliament.
4: In the House of Actors, yes, a few. Not in the upper chamber, the House of Philosophers.
2: It could mean a 20-year hiatus in Earth-Mars traffic. Maybe even a permanent breaking off of relations. All that trade? Gone? Mr. Sirelock, you must help find those stones. Damn it, Sirelock! Will you stop that
4: playing? Gentlemen, I feel I shall have to visit Phobos in person. There are too many unknowns for analysis, and it is never well to theorize before all the data is collected. Let me get my stick, pipe, and tear-stacker cap, and we're off. And thank you, gentlemen, life was becoming infernally dull. As your great earth detective would have said, the game's afoot.
2: More like a claw.
4: And a very big game it is, too.
2: And this, Mr. Sirelock, is the main storage hangar of Phobos.
4: Fascinating, Mr. Yamagata. And where, Inspector Gregg, is
3: the robot ship in question? Uh, This is it here. Usually, they're kept docked outside for repairs and such, but uh, we wanted to conduct a thorough search. You have been thorough, Inspector. The outer skin is stripped right off, down to the girders and braces. It looks like a giant gridwork test board. Oh, we, we didn't do that. No, we fluoroscoped the whole ship, but that's the way the robot ships always look. They all have that outer grid. Hmm. Why is that?
2: Well, Mr. Sirelock... We don't bother to streamline them, as they never land on Earth. And since they're unmanned, we don't have to worry about insulation or having them airtight.
4: May we enter the ship?
2: Of course. Climb up the grid and go... And...
4: Come
3: along, gentlemen.
2: Off to you, Yamagata.
3: I wish you wouldn't do that, Silock! So sorry,
4: Inspector. I forget you lack my ability for short (laughs) flight.
2: Through the hatch, Mr. Sirelock. This way.
4: Mr. Yamagata, if the robot ships never land on Earth, how are they loaded?
2: Well, they're docked by a thin cable to an Earth satellite out in space. A technician floats the cargo out using the cable as a guide and loads it. And is that what happened to the Crown Jewels? Yes. A technician named Carson.
4: Ah! Not a police officer.
2: Only licensed technicians are legally allowed to board robot ships in orbit, unless there is a life or death emergency.
3: Uh, But I assure you, Psylocke, that this Carson fellow placed the jewels in plain view of the UN police, who searched him when he came back to the satellite. And where is this... Carson? Vanished according to the Earth Police. But there's no reason to suspect him. He's a good, solid worker. And besides, the ship took off immediately after he got back to the satellite. And it didn't stop. Until it arrived here.
2: Without the jewels. And right on orbit. If the Jane had been boarded, it would have thrown her off trajectory enough so we'd have noticed. I
3: see. The jewels were contained in... A box, six inches high, six wide, and a foot long, which was placed in this cargo hold here. Mm.
4: No signs of tampering, and there is no doubt that the
3: jewels were in the box when this man Carson placed them in the ship? No doubt. Four UN chief inspectors were involved, completely above suspicion. When I sent word back of the theft... They insisted on having their own quarters searched. And they volunteered to go under Minescop. And your own police on Thobos? Oh, same thing. Myself included. And I've had every room and tunnel and warehouse in the area searched. Of course, I can't tell anybody why. Ah, that is all I need here. Let us go.
2: You know, the merchants and shippers are starting to complain, Inspector. You can't keep this embargo in place forever. Oh, damn it, you my God. I know that. <laughs>
4: So we have a time limit. Do you know, this is a fascinating variation on the old locked room mystery. A robot ship
3: in transit is a locked room in the most classic sense. A locked room be damned. I'd like to put everybody on Phobos under stop. But the law says, unless a suspect volunteers. Quite Quite so, Inspector. One should have the privacy of one's own skull inviolate. And it would make the investigation unbearably crude. Well, crude or not, I want that box of jewels back safe and sound. Here we are. Oh, Sirelock!
4: So sorry, Inspector. Again, I forget you are featherless.
3: (laughs) Come on, Yamagata. So far, it's a hopeless case.
4: Tut, tut. Impatience has been the ruin of many a promising young police officer, as my spiritual ancestor once pointed out to a Scotland Yard man who may even have been your physical ancestor. And now I think it is time to interview the two men who knew of the jewel's presence aboard the Jane.
2: Steinman and Ollie Day. They're in the security office. This way, Mr. Sirelock. Mr. Sirelock. Oh,
4: I am sorry, gentlemen, but I'm still struck by how strongly the grid work on that robot ship's exterior resembles a
3: chessboard.
4: Marvellous game
0: chess. The game of the mind.
3: Go outside, officer, your bar, and shut the door. I want no interruption. Yes, Inspector. Now, Steinman... Damn it, Inspector. I've been over this ten times already. I am sick of it. I never touched the things,
4: and I don't know who did. But, uh, Mr. Steinman, you and Mr.
3: Holliday were on the Earth Loading Crew. You knew about the jewels, and now you are here on Phobos. That's right, Silo. Conveniently in time to see the jewels arrive. Ain't a man got a right to change jobs if he feels like it. Well, Inspector... Please
4: sit down down, Mr. Steinman. The more you help, the sooner we will be done. Much better. Now, Mr. Steinman, I understand you were personally acquainted with the man who actually put the box aboard the ship? Sure,
5: Mr. Silock. Everybody knew Carson. Everybody knows everybody on a satellite station. And that's why none of us will go under the scope. You think we want to blab all our thoughts to guys that we
1: see 50 times a day?
4: I never requested you
3: to go under the
1: scope. Carson was a good friend of mine, Mr. Psylocke. Ah! Indeed, Mr. Holiday.
3: That's right, Holiday. And he quit, too, about the same time that you fellas did, when Earthside hasn't been heard of since. Here, yeah, if you were such good
1: friends, what you two talk about? Oh, the usual, Inspector. Wine, women, and song. I haven't heard from him since I left her. And who
5: says Carson stole the box anyway? He just got tired of living in space and quit his job. Besides, he couldn't have stolen the jewels. He was searched when he got back from the ship, you remember? Mr. Steinman, couldn't he have hidden the jewels for someone at this end to retrieve? Hidden where? You've seen a robot ship completely stripped down and he was only aboard the chain a few minutes, long enough to put the box where he was supposed to. Now, the only people in position to lift those jewels were our own dear police. What's that? Isn't that right, Inspector? Look here, you! You've got your word that you're innocent, but why is your word better than mine? Styman, I'm going
4: to ram those bloody words down your throat!
3: Ah!
4: Enough,
1: gentlemen. Brawls are so unphilosophic. Has anyone a match? Yes, Mr. Psylocke. Thank you, Mr. Holiday. Now, has anyone perhaps a theory? I am open to all ideas. Yes, Mr. Psylocke. I have one. Yes, Mr. Holiday. Only, if I'm right, you'll never see those jewels again. What did I just hear you say? You see, I've been around the solar system a lot. It's lonesome out in space. You never realize how big and lonesome it is until you've been there all by yourself. I've done that. I'm an amateur uranium prospector. Not really a lucky one so far. And I can't believe that we know everything about the universe or that there's only vacuum between the planets.
3: Wait a minute.
1: Are you talking
3: about the cobbles?
1: Go ahead, Inspector. Call it superstition. But when you've been in space long enough, well, somehow you know there are beings out there. Gas beings, radiation beings, whatever you want to imagine. There's something living in space. And of what use would a box of jewels be to a. Copley, Mr. Holiday? Who can say? Maybe we bother them. Scooting through their own dark kingdom with our little rockets? Stealing the crown jewels would be a good way to disrupt the Mars trade, wouldn't it? Rubbish! Well, Psylocke, any more questions?
3: Hmm. Just one. Uh, Mr. Steinman, if you please.
5: Yeah?
4: What is your hobby? What? What is your
3: hobby, if you please?
5: My hobby?
4: Uh. What does it matter
5: what my hobby is?
3: Answer the question, Steinman!
5: Okay. Uh-huh. Chess! I play chess. What's it do you? Only chess? Nothing else?
4: No! Nothing else. Just chess. Thank you, Mr. Steinman. Perhaps we can have a game sometime. I have some small skill of my own.
3: Inspector? Uh, yes, Shibara? Just good word from HQ. Best you see for yourself. It's on the
1: news stream. You can get it on this monitor, Inspector? I'll turn it on. Go
3: ahead,
0: holiday. More than one hundred merchants have gathered in front of this warehouse on Bobos in order to protest the embargo. The police have refused to give a reason for the measure, leading to some rumors of infected cargo. And- you see,
3: Sirelock? I see.
4: What now? Now, my dear Greg, I should like to return to the main hangar. What for? I would like to watch the technicians work. You want to what? <laughs> In my profession, one needs a broad knowledge of all occupations. Yeah, but, don't um, Come uh, along, my dear Greg. Uh, tell me, Mr Yamagata, what ship is that docked out there?
2: That's the Kim Brackney, Mr Sialog. Just in from Earth. It's being unloaded. You know, Inspector, you are going to have to lift the embargo soon. You've heard about the protests... Pretty soon, there'll be a full-scale riot.
3: It would be politic to do so, Inspector. Uh, politic or not, I'm not going to lift the embargo until those jewels are found. <sighs> Tell me, Mr Yamagata,
4: is the technician's equipment standard for all stations? What?
2: Oh, you mean what the boys are wearing and carrying? Sure. Same issue everywhere. Here, uh... Might
4: I inspect it more closely? Hmm?
2: Sure. Oh! Ah, here's Romanowitz just in from the Kim Brackney. Romanowitz, will you please explain your gear to Mr. Sylock? Please? I'll be in my office if you need anything, gentlemen. Sure. Just let me get my helmet off.
0: There.
4: You are Romanowitz, the third technician in the control tower on the Jane Brackney docked. I believe I saw
0: you in the security bed of the
4: incident. That's right. Hmm. Please explain the workings of the various
0: pieces of equipment you have here. Sure. Regular life support suit here, reinforced at the seams. Heating coils here, powered by this capacitor battery. (laughs) Uh, A ten hour air supply in the tanks. And these buckles. You snap your various tools onto them like so. What is this getting us, Sirelock? Do not find this supremely interesting, Inspector. No! Proceed, Mr. Romanovitz. Uh, well, this little can at my belt holds paint uh, that I spray out through this nozzle. Now, my Geiger counter here... Oh, one moment, please, Mr. Romanowicz. Why must the spaceships be painted if there's nothing to corrode the metal? Oh, oh well, Mr. Psylocke, we just call it paint. It's really, a, I don't know, gunk for temporary repairs. To seal any leaks in the hull till we can install a new plate or to mark any other damage. Meteor punctures and so on, you see. Fascinating. Fascinating. But
4: you said it is to mark damage, did you not? I can barely see it and out of the thin atmosphere
0: of furboughs where the light's not diffused so well. Yeah. Well, you see, the paint is radioactive. Oh, not enough to be dangerous. Just enough so the repair crew can spot it. That's what the Geiger counter's for, see? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: And, and what is the half-life of
3: the spray? I don't know, uh, six months, maybe? Say, Sire, oh, that's an idea. Maybe Carson hid the box in his paint can. Hardly, Inspector. As you can see, the can is far
4: too small, and I assume Carson was thoroughly searched. Thank you, Mr. Romanowicz. I'm finished No,
0: You're welcome. Uh, uh, <laughs> Inspector, can you say yet when the embargo is going to be lifted? A lot of the boys are getting punchy being cooped up on this rock.
3: The embargo will stay in place until... Until 1,800 hours tomorrow. What? In fact, Mr.
4: Romanowicz, we were just on our way to Mr. Yamagata's office to tell him so. (laughs) That's great. But... Come along, Inspector. Goodbye, Mr. Romanowicz. Come along, Inspector. But I say, Sire, look, are you sure it's so wise to lift the embargo? My dear Inspector, it is of the utmost importance. And now I have two favors to ask of you. And uh, and they are? I wish you to arrange transport for me back to Mars tonight. There's a clue on Mars? No. The Sibelius Philharmonic is premiering... Hanyak. Variation on a theme by Mendelssohn, transcribed to the Royal... Lanyak. Scale.
3: It should be most unusual. Sirelock, I don't think you appreciate the gravity of the situation.
4: Oh, my dear Inspector, I am very much appreciative of the gravity of the situation... My second request is that you meet me here tomorrow morning and have with you all the astronomical data for the time the Jane Brackney docked, including the gravitational table for Phobos and a chart of the ship's exact trajectory. And I want to view the security bit of the docking again. Oh, you will also need a life support suit for yourself and uh, one of your men, a Geiger counter and a neural revolver.
3: What are you up to, Sirelock? Tomorrow, my dear Greg. You and I will hunt. I'll never get used to this lunar landscape, Sirlock. Oh, it's enough to make you believe in cobblies.
4: My Earth predecessor once spent a vigil like this, Inspector. Waiting in a dark and desolate place for a vicious canine quadruped. And now we wait. Oh, yeah.
3: I hate his life support suits. Can't
4: move in him. Our quarry will be under a similar handicap. And remember, I can move freely. I do not need support in this atmosphere. Oh
5: yeah, but the embargo was lifted four hours ago. Are you sure he'll come?
4: He must come. He'll want to retrieve the jewels as quickly as possible. We will wait here.
3: <sighs> What's sorry. Uh, so oh, go ahead, Inspector. Don't think of you were certainly right about the box of tools, then, Kevin. Lying there among the rocks, just like another piece of space to bring exactly where you said it would be.
4: Given the position of the robot's ship's entry into Fabos' gravitational field, and the speed and direction of its rotation, it's quite a simple deduction. Yes, but how did you figure it out? Elementary, my dear Greg. When you eliminate the impossible, whatever remains, however improbable, must be the truth. And since we knew the jewels were not in the ship, and there was no way they could have been taken off the ship, it became obvious that they must be on the ship. Literally. Correct. Placed by Carson in the gridwork on the outer hull of the robot ship, after he pretended to place the box in the cargo hold. It was the work of but a few seconds! And?
3: He placed it on the side, away from the Earth station, so no
4: one would see. Exactly! Gravitation held it in place all the way to Mars. Once the ship entered, the gravitational pull of Phobos and began its slow rotation. Centrifugal force would throw the box away from the ship towards the moon's surface. And away from the dock itself, on account of the direction of the ship's rotation. Precisely! Carson, being the train technician would knowledge of the exact trajectory of the ship, and being a technician, he would be equipped with radioactive paint spray, allowing him to mark the box, so that his accomplice on turbos could find it easily.
3: What? I don't understand is Why you were so interested in Steinman's hobby being chess?
4: It was not that his hobby was chess. It was that chess was his hobby. What's that? His only hobby, chess and not something. Specifically, not... Shh! Here he comes! You have your neural revolver. Yes!
1: At last. At last. Millions. Millions of dollars, Charles Holiday. What? I arrest you for complicity in the theft
3: of the Martian crown jewels. Don't move, Holiday. I've got you covered. But How, how did you know? Ah!
4: My dear Holiday, prospecting for uranium is such an interesting hobby, and the perfect cover for one who wishes to search for a radioactive jewel case without arousing suspicion. Damn you! No doubt Carson felt that if he himself shaved up on Phobos, too much suspicion would be directed his way, so you were chosen to retrieve the jewels. I think, Inspector, it should not be too hard to persuade Mr. Holiday to reveal the whereabouts of the elusive Mr. Carson. You don't
1: know what it's like, working stations day after day, dreaming of escape, of something better. And then, when the chance comes along, you take it. I can't go back. I won't go back! Holiday,
3: stop! Ow. Oh, missed him. Officer Yabara, get him. He's escaped. Yes, Inspector. Stop your main man. You must not run. Oh, Yabara. He's hit me with his paint gun. <laughs> Ow. Ouch.
4: Not to worry. It's out. The staff w- safe w- and sound. Sirelock, that was amazing. How did you do that? I am proficient Woo. in the ancient form of wrestling known as
3: Korach.
4: One's How? knees must bend in both directions, Corp. Oh, my God. You,
3: wow. Ybarra, take Mr. Holiday away Out. and read him his rights. All right, come on, you. Oh. Under Interplanetary Treaty 5669, you have the right to remain silent.
2: Well, Sirelock,
3: you did it. You found the jewels and averted a galactic catastrophe of cataclysmic proportions.
4: Indeed, if trade had been cut off between Earth and Mars, where would I obtain my tobacco and tea? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly. An
4: interesting little case, not without its unique features, and it is always a pleasure to work a case with you, Inspector.
3: Well, thank you, Sirelock. Well. I'd better get these jewels back to the old city without delay.
4: I will go with you, Inspector, if you don't mind. Oh, not at all, Simon. I have received a communication from a cabinet minister in the House of Philosophers. Someone has been (laughs) fanicking the crat. There is an alarming exact snobbery among the (laughs) hirgle. Yes, well,
3: you don't say.
4: (laughs) Yes, they want me to look into it. It promises to be quite the three-pipe problem.